You are listening to the Goal Circle International, a Nepal podcast that covers the UK's Vitality Super League and New Zealand's ANZ Premiership. I'm one of your hosts, Nick Bleeker, and across from me is who's being attacked by a fly. <laughs> I am, because it is bloody hot. It is, it's disgusting. I wish I was in England. Yeah, what's your name, though? Oh, Luke, sorry, hi. <laughs> hey, girl. Uh, Hiya. <laughs> Hiya. Hello. Um, welcome to our debut episode for the Goal Circle Hola. International. Um, you obviously got the spiel. We're covering uh, the Vitality Super League in the ANZ Premierships in Which is this super exciting. series. Um, because the ANZ Premiers haven't just started yet, we're going to be focusing on Vitality Super League for the time being. So the uh, opening weekend was last weekend where they basically had games back to back to back to back to back to back to back at, uh, was it Arena Birmingham, I think it was? Um, so There was like 8,000 plus people there or something? Um, 9,000, yeah. was there? Uh, I think it was 9,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... There, we're going to go basically similar to the actual Goal Circle show where we're just going to be talking about the games like we normally do. Yeah. Um, so not different in terms of structure, just a bit of a different intro. And a different I think as well, um, sort of point out also the sort of difference between yeah, the for Australian sure. League and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those of you that are more across the board with Vitality Super League, please forgive us. We are still on our training wheels as we just learn <laughs> about the players. There's a lot to take in over the over the yeah. next couple of weeks and months, but it is really exciting to be covering something and being actually able to cover netball while we wait for the SSN to start. Uh, so, how exciting. I have to say, the atmosphere for this on the Sky Sports broadcast was fucking cool. Yeah, like, it was The good. whole thing was like, next. I really wish the SSN did this. I, do you know what? When they did the play intros and they had all the like flames and stuff going yeah. and like the smoke, yeah, I was sick. just like, how? Like, yes, okay, they had you know, the World Cup. But, like, how in, like, a year have they turned their domestic league, like, kind of on the same level as SSN? Yeah, honestly, it feels like, like not that. Not play-wise, but, like, sort of broadcast-wise. Yeah. like Sky the, Sports did well. Yeah, they did excellent. And I think having, like, rolling coverage and all that sort of stuff it was really to its benefit. Obviously, this isn't a thing that's going to occur every single weekend um, over in the UK, but um, for the most part, it's an amazing way to open up the season. Um, considering the league seems to be growing with Leeds Rhinos coming in next year as well, coached by a friend of the podcast, Dan Ryan. Um, but should we get into some of the games? Yes. Um, okay, so I figured we start with the Surrey Storm and the uh, Celtic Dragons. So the Surrey Storm defeating the Celtic Dragons, 44-43. to Awkward. This was, uh, we figured we'd get the cobwebs out um, because I feel like there was a couple of things with this one that... Uh, Soured it a little bit for me. The umpiring, yeah, look, the umpiring was uh, weird. And let's start off the bat with the fact that this league has taken on like adjustment rules of some sort where essentially um, like what would be considered like normal sort of Courtney Bruce or Jamie Lee Price stuff is Mm. like called out. Yeah, yeah, because so there's a lot of cautions. And, yeah, 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 so they're like, if you basically do persistent contact or you don't get your distant, you know, distance correctly several times in a row, then they're going to caution you and explain why. Yeah. Um, which for me, it really like... Because I, I felt like um, for some of these early games especially, I feel like they, they missed some pretty key stuff. Yeah. Like stepping and that. So there was a lot of like errors that they didn't pick up, but then here they are being like caution, mate. And it's like, yeah. um, and th- I feel what? like I, it was, I, I do like the fact that they're clarifying the calls on that. It is, yeah, um, it is good. Because it's kind of important, but also I think sometimes it disrupts the flow of the game. Um, this mm. was a very low scoring game. I feel like um, for me, uh, the Storm... <sighs> they looked a little bit discombobulated. I think there was a couple of moments where like in 
they were patient with their possession, but then they would be sort of jacking it up a little bit too far from deep. And then I think they would be struggling to capitalize on some of their turnovers. I'm talking about the, the storm, but I feel like for me, the dragons shooters look really comfortable. I'm blanking on their names. We will learn them. I promise. Um, Amy Clinton, who was actually, she was pretty good from deep. Actually, she had a couple of shots from deep, which are actually pretty. Did you sick. like Karen Bailey? I feel like she sits pretty well under the post. I feel like yeah. the, I feel like the Vitality Super League suits her style of play much yep. better than the SSN, considering how fast it is. Yeah, um, she was holding herself in the post really, really well. Um, mm. She wasn't really getting bullied that much. Her shot looked really silky smooth. I was like, yeah. I miss. Yeah, I sort of was like, oh. Yeah, her uh, rebounding was really critical towards the end of the game too. Mm, I think she sort of went out of the circle a bit too much. I feel like she sort of needs to just get down low and just like bang. Yeah, swing the elbows, girl. Yeah, and I get mean, down there, get the ball. Like that should be. I feel like that should be kind of their focal point. And it was a bit confusing because um, at times you could see that connection and it was like super strong, and then at other times it was kind of just like not there. And she was out of the circle, and then. It was kind of a mess. It's like, yeah. just keep it down low, you Be know, strong. sort of work the ball, uh, refeed as well. I felt like they kind of, you know, I think we've always talked about Laura Langman, like resetting, starting again yeah. from that sort of goal third. Um, they really could have had that patience. I felt like they were kind of like, Ugh, you know, and when, especially flat balls as well, they weren't really mixing up the feeding. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of flat balls. Um which I think they really need to work on. They sort of really just need to work on their feeding because yeah. Karen Bailey, like when she got the ball um, in the right spot, it was pretty good. Yeah, and I think she, yeah, for me, she, considering the this, the Celtics, like defense for me, I would probably say like she was a standout for me, but that's mainly just because she sealed the game for them. In saying that, the end of this game is a complete not a fucking disaster because the, the how it ended... Because it ended with uh, the Dragons having the final possession and then... Yeah, because they had because they didn't have the centre pass, remember? She slowly right, gave yeah. the ball yep. back and then, she and then they like called... They called. I was like, what are you doing? They're like t- basically turnover because of delay of play, which I was like, what? Yeah. And then, then they had the ball in the circle and there was like some sort of obstruction. Um, and that's the other thing I've noticed with all of these games, they're not calling advantage. It's super confusing. Yeah, yeah. They're bringing the ball back. It's like, no, she's closer to the hoop. She's played it on. Like, all they have to say is like advantage or taken yeah. um, and play on. They, they One of the things that I noticed in this and a few of the other games this weekend was that a lot of the umpires tended to call the players back. So, Karen Bailey, I think there was one that she got called for, con- uh, for uh, what do you call it, for fucking contact. And she, start- she started moving out and then instead of just calling the advantage, they called it back and just waited for everything to reset. Yeah. Which I thought we just dis- disrupted the flow of the game for yeah. me. And it's not just in the Storm v. Dragons. I think it was across the board in a couple of the other games as well. Yeah. Um, another standout for me, I think, for the Storm was probably Mickey Austin. She was really effective in the midcourt. Mm. Um, really zippy. Yep. Um, a couple of really nice takes on the top of the circle. She had the, um, I think she had the first center pass for the whole actual weekend, which was pretty good. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like the the fact that this is low scoring, I don't know where these guys sat at the ladder last year, um, but I'm kind of, I, I kind of really want to see a bit more to see how the storm mold, mold themselves over the course of the season. Um, I feel like, I really liked um, Katie Hughes and Leah Middleton in uh, defense um, for them. They did disrupt the Dragons a little bit on the attacking end for me, but I feel like it was kind of a bit balanced between these two teams um, yeah. overall in terms did of the Did you like um, Latanya Wilson? 
Um, who was she? She's a goalkeeper. Oh, for the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She yeah. was really good. Like, she was amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so other than that, um, not the greatest of games, in my opinion. Mainly, I would think it would be a good game if they um just let like they they just let that final what seventeen seconds ride out. I think we probably would have had a really solid... yeah because it would have been extended. Yeah, time, yeah, exactly. I would say if she sunk the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which she didn't get the opportunity to because the um the baseline ump didn't call any. Like, he called his time, like, way too late. So, like, play is moving and the ball is moving and he's just like, time. And then the time didn't stop. And I'm just like... And then there's just confusion fucking everywhere. Anyway, but yeah. So, Storm getting out with the win, 44 to 43. All right, we're going to move on to uh, the Saracens Mavericks defeating the Seven Stars, 70 to 49. This Ooh. was a big, 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 big blowout. Um, although it was a bit weird Bizarre. to start. Yes, right? yes. Because the 17-11 um, was it... To the Stars. Yes. Yeah. And I was I was like, oh, they're playing really well. Yeah. And then literally if you went and had a cup of coffee and came back halfway through the second, yeah. you would have just been like, what is going on? Yeah. I didn't really... Like, I feel like for me, I'd heard that, that the Mavericks had struggled last season and they were trying to like basically elevate themselves more but the stars started off really well and i was just like oh shit okay and then in the second excuse me in the second quarter the mavericks just came out and looked unbelievable they leveled the scores 18 to 8 18 18 all and then i think they ended the first half by like nine goal with a nine yeah goal they lead, basically absurd. yeah it was insane yeah that second quarter was just nuts um i really uh Weezy looked really comfortable i think in the circle i think there was a couple of discussions with her in terms of her fitness um yep. and her being dropped from the england side but she looked pretty comfortable out there um i really loved what i saw from uh vincumbo for the stars as well her, yep. her and Agbuizi in the in the defensive circle were really good really kind of active hands initially and i think that kind of threw the mavericks off a little bit um leota was cool yeah, I haven't seen her in a while. Obviously, yeah. I think probably the last time I saw her was ANZ Premiership, and probably was at the 2010 World Cup. Yeah, I think they mentioned that on the um yeah on the broadcast. Um, oh god, I love that New Zealand style. I love I love the fact that this league has so many like random. It's a mix, sort right? Of, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. They really have exposure to all different styles, and like her sort of circle edge. Um, Ability was amazing to sort of get that hop. She sort of had that jump and, you know, sort of got to circle edge quite easily. Yeah. Um, what else? Corbin sisters. Yeah, I, I really liked that combo. Yeah, I know we've spoken about them on the show during when we've done our international coverage on it. And I think the Corbin sisters have struggled to translate into Rose's netball. But on the court here, they look really, really effective. Yeah. Um, Sasha looked... Um, was it fucking mixed up? Sasha's, Sasha's center, right? center court. Yeah. Okay. Sasha in center court. She was really good at like controlling the mid court for the most part as it yep. sort of, they just settling things for mm. me. And She's I think very that, physical. Yeah. I yeah, know. I mean, both the Corbins really are quite physical in their mm. respective positions, but I feel like watching Kadeen, um and her sister running like that sort of, little pick and pop at the top of the circle for a couple of possessions was really fun to watch. Yeah. And they're really like vibing off each other too. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they're very, um, they're very crafty players considering their size as well. Yes. That's one thing that I find watching the Corbins. Athletic and crafty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah. you want. Yeah. Uh, Fisher was really good yeah, too. I was going to say Fisher for the Mavs. She really held beautifully. The way she was able to sort of um, get a nice solid push off um, and move into the space, yep. which I love to do. Um, really strong. Yeah, just so strong. And she positioned her body really, really well for feeders to basically pass into the space. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, lots of open space behind her, but she was also just 
keeping her defenders off the baseline so yep. she had that space to work with as well. Uh, do you do you remember if her knee was as taped up at the uh, quad no, series I don't as it think was? It, I feel I like this is remember. new, right? Um, yeah. Because looking at that knee being taped up, I was just like, please look after your knee. Please, 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 please. please. <laughs> Because uh, I hate seeing knees like that are like heavily well, taped. Like Karen Bailey's, for example. Oh my god, hers is just like <laughs> yeah. hers is like perpetually taped. Oh my god, jeez. Yeah. Um, but for the stars, I, I actually I've really had a soft spot for a Boise, so it's really good to see her back on the court. Um, for the yeah, stars, yeah, that I, was nice. Yeah, um, it's obviously just a shame that um, you know, they ended up getting slaughtered by twenty one points by the Mavs, which so. was just yeah. Uh, mm. uh, I thought Georgina Rowe was kind of good in the first quarter. Mm. Uh, but I feel like they just kind of shut her down by like sort of physically being physical. Yeah, yeah. and I, I feel it reminds me a lot of Kara Conan in the early early days mm. um, when she was sitting behind Seabass when she was kind of like a little bit of a twig and yeah. she couldn't she couldn't sort of bang down low. Yeah, um, and but she was that, hella tall. Yeah, exactly. And the moment that a defender hit her, she was basically moved to Mars. You know, like yeah. it's <laughs> just because it's just there's not there's no yeah. weight there, so it's like how you like. I'd love yeah. to see if they're going to put her on some sort of like weightlifting program. That'd be I, cool. I assume, I'm sure I assume she would be now, but um, yeah, like if if she can put on probably like f- even five kilos of muscle, yeah, she's going to be dangerous. That'd be really. And cool. I think I actually think if they can keep this team together and sort of develop over this season, that's probably a team that potentially could be quite dangerous next season. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like. Just for for me, watching the stars, their their mid court, just I think overall they just really struggle. And I also say like the Mavericks combined experience kind of came out on top as well. They played yeah. a really patient game, um, considering they came out and they were getting like toppled by the stars early on, which was genuinely surprising. Like the even the commentators were saying, um, this is really surprising. Like that they're down by what six points at the quarter, mm. um, but. I think also the fact that their shooting accuracy was up a little bit to, I think it was 82% that I saw and some more intercepts and turning uh, and basically converting those turnovers is really important for the Mavericks. So, I mean, props to them, but um, I kind of like what I saw from the stars, even though it was a little bit of a blowout. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. No, okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to team Bath defeating the Loughborough lightning 72 to 58. Luke, Am I right in hearing that you said to me pre-show that the Team Bath is now officially your team? Yes. I love Kim Kamane. Um, I loved her when she was um, with, with the, the Vixens. Yes. Um, I actually was disappointed they didn't sign her. Um, and She's a fan favorite too at the Vixens. I remember when she came on the court. Was it last year or the year before? Um, yeah. Who hurt themselves? <sighs> who was it? Christ. Oh, shit. Uh, it was Philip, wasn't it? Team yeah, Phillip, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Um, seeing, I forgot that actually, I, I forgot that Kamane was actually playing over in Vitaly. I thought she was just over here, over yeah, there. Yeah, because she had um, Beryl Friday. She was playing with. Oh, last that's season. right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I. Oh my god. Um, she's so impressive for her height. Because um, she's only, I think, 180 uh, centimeters. Uh, for that role, the whole, the pop. I mean, Beautiful, she just controlled yeah. it. Like, um, I actually think it was pretty good defense. Um, but, yeah, like, she gave up a lot of height for a goal shooter. But the way she can move, um, yeah, it was it was pretty incredible. Yeah, I feel like Team Bath just played an excellent game overall. I, I feel like Kim Kamane handled the load of shooter. Basically, I think she shot was 55, it 55? 55. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Drakeford Lewis played really nicely, moving around the circle. And then Kamane's really good at 
holding and choosing her moments to actually move out of the circle. And that's basically more along her experience in playing in different squads and different leagues. I did kind of notice though with Team Bath that it reminds me a lot um, of kind of the Diamonds in some sense in the fact that I feel like when they open up and they really just run it hard and they just go, it's it's beautiful. But when defensively they sort of get slowed down, that's when the errors happen and they try and go for the easy lobs in and obviously... Um, unless Kamein's uh, sort of holding, um, you can't really pass into, like you can't really, you shouldn't really be lobbing. It should be sort of, you know, yeah. It, it makes it difficult, especially with taller defenders. Um, so I think when they um, sort of slowed down, it kind of went worse than just letting it fly. Yeah, and I also think, I think the one thing that, really brought the lightning down a little bit was the fact that their penalties disparity was huge. 39 penalties pe- pe- uh, penalties to 24 yeah. um, to Bath, which I think is, that's huge. Um, yeah. That's a potential, that, well, obviously that probably, you know, is one of the reasons that there's such a blowout of a score. Um, but the other, I think the other standouts for me for watching Bath was uh, Summer Artman. She yeah. was so good in GK. She was beautiful, really amazing movement. She had really active hands and she was really, in, she was intercepting the play every single, like, her man-to-man defense was really, really good um, on the Lightning. They like the, see the Lightning struggled for me a little bit, even though Mary Cholhock was actually pretty solid for the most Which, part. Which can I just say, Queensland Firebirds? I hope you're bloody watching this because when Aiken retires, um, give her a plane ticket. Similar, <laughs> similar playing styles, right? Well, I cannot wait. It's going to be the layup sisters, her and Gretel Tippers. Um, yeah, her, oh, Cholhock's lay, layups. Yeah, oh God, like it'll just be layup city. I'm really excited, mm, and I, she's hella tall. I've li- do, who did she play? Has she- I need like what do they have in CrossFit? Those boxes like box oh, no, jump you CrossFit, boxes. Not me. Yeah, I'd need one of those to defend her, Wait, just what? so I can jump. You know, like the boxes they got like oh, like boxes the jumping they boxes up and down off. Oh, for your uh, yeah, was it your because she's so hella tall. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah, unbelievable. I need to jump up onto one of those and then. Jump. <laughs> um, I I'm excited to see how Tolhawk plays over the course of the season. She's actually a lot of fun to watch. That can, but the thing is with Pavlin and Armin defending her yeah oh, man defensively team bath just looked really good yeah <laughs> like they're just an incredibly solid looking side yeah um did they win last season no manchester did didn't they yeah I, this is shit that i should know um excuse, <laughs> excuse me united kingdom fans um but yeah honestly really really exciting did we find out nat panagari's status after the game because i know that she had an early exit um i thought they said that she had crutches i actually think when they interviewed um sarah bayman yeah, yeah, um, she said that um, they're obviously going to have to review it and that sort of thing. Right. So, okay. um, what a bummer. Yeah, it doesn't look good though, um, which is not a great way yeah. to start. And especially when they have now that they've got like less people on the roster, um, it does make it more difficult. Yeah. I mean, they do have five training partners, um, and they can elevate the training partners, but yeah. it still makes it a problem. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to move on to the Manchester Thunder defeating Wasps Netball. Um, who are the Wasps actually? Like, what's their like town? I should know this. Well, I, I don't. But anyway, <laughs> um, Manchester Thunder defending champs um, opening uh, the ga- opening the weekend to the Wasps defeating them. Um, this was a really really good game to watch. Really fast, strong play from both teams. The Thunder looked. So good. West Midlands. Um, West Midlands. Oh, Me- West Coventry. West Midlands Wasps. God, that's a mouthful. Um, anyway, uh, Eleanor Cardwell was um, absolutely terrific for the Thunder. I really love what I saw from um, Emma Dovey and Lauren 
Nguera, I'm getting, I'm hopefully getting that right. Um, they were absolutely, absolutely terrific for the Thunder. Really active hands, really, really aggressive de- defense. Um, and I think that disrupted Rachel Dunn and Katie Harris quite early on, especially Rachel Dunn, who struggled quite a bit under the post with a couple of that um, because Nguera was just up, all up in her face. And um, Dunn really did struggle on that end for a time. She did settle a little bit as the game sort of went on. Um, but for the most part, she... Uh, was getting sort of bodied quite early on. And I think the umps were sort of letting it ride a little bit. And then she got, she basically just adjusted her game to that, which is really good. Yeah. Um, and really important for the Wasps, basically solidifying their position as the game went on. Um, another standout for me for the Wasps was Fran Williams um, on Gold How Defense. Good is she? She's excellent. Yeah. yeah. And um, when we have spoken to some. SSN clubs, they were actually disappointed that they couldn't grab her because she'd actually already signed on with her UK club. Yeah, I get a sense that she'll be over here very, over in Australia very, very yeah. soon. Um, she just, she just is able to read the play so um, beautifully. Uh, another, another, another one that I really love, Carolyn O'Hanlon um, playing the center for. Uh, I'm getting confused because they're both wearing yellow. Oh my god, where is she? Playing center for the Thunder. Yeah, that's right. I think that's right. Jeez. Yeah, that's right. Um, she was the one that got like knocked out in the World Cup for right. Northern Ireland. Yes. Um, and she's an absolute machine. She plays that game. She plays this game so fast. Like, reminds me a lot of Laura Lehman. Really physical, finding the space. Yep. And driving to the pass, and then allowing the allowing basically the attack to reset and move and adjust to where she's at and. She can basically, you watch her on the court, she finds an open spot and then she uses like that vision to basically almost play chess. Yeah. And she's picking her attacking end and moving and driving the ball to the top of the circle. So for me, I think that was a really effective part um, uh, for the for the Thunder and the Wasps as well. Really good seeing Jade Clark. I do miss Jade Clark a I, lot. I literally like, so, so my notes for this game is I love Jade Clark. <laughs> like literally that. So solid. She hasn't lost a step, hey? No. And... um. Yeah, like, oh, she just looks so fluid. I was like, I wish I could play center like that. I know. I'm like, just like a bubbling mess of, like, messy <laughs> passing. And she's just so, like, oh, she's such a good passer. She holds well. She gets around, like, circle edge beautifully. She just looks in control. Like, she looks like she's on autopilot. Yeah. I'm like, girl, she looks like a Tesla on autopilot oh my God. driving through the city. I got it in. Is it really a gold circle episode if we don't make a <laughs> Tesla? Um, she looks good. She, I feel like to me, Jay Clark is like the definition of like a true vet. Yeah. She really does compose herself on the court and she's able to hold that mid court and allow it to breathe a little bit. Um, I think again, like a couple of the other players struggled a little bit over the SSN, but coming over here and playing sort of on home soil, um, she looks at home, um, with the, with the wasps and by all, by all accounts, she's had a, a great couple of seasons over, um, with them as well. So yeah, uh, great work for the for the defending champs who looked fucking well oiled. I'll tell you. Anyway, the last game of the weekend, which was the London Pulse defeating the Strathclyde Sirens, fifty three to fifty one. Luke, what do you got? Get your notes, mate. Get <laughs> <laughs> idiot. Um, I like the London Pulse. So do I. I almost I almost made them my team. Well, why didn't you make them your team? Kim Kamein. That's really the main thing. True, true. Um, um, I really loved seeing Siggy Berger playing at uh, yeah. goal shooter. She struggled a little bit because I think she was trying to move around a lot. Remind me a little bit of, of Peace Proscovia where she's 
she's not getting what she wants under the post. She starts moving and then it starts disrupting the attack end a little bit. And I yep. think um, the sirens played really beautifully into defending that and defending the passing lanes. Um, seeing Gia Abernathy playing for the sirens was really cool. Yeah, I thought X she controlled the uh, midcourt really well. Yeah, um, seeing X um, Thunderbirds um, is uh, absolutely amazing. Is she? Has she actually changed her nationality? I don't know. Actually, I feel like. Maybe? I feel like that maybe is potentially coming. Yeah. Uh, I feel yeah, I, I feel like that might be the case because I think she was just let go by the Thunderbirds what last year or the year before? Yeah, I so, think it was the year before. South, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um also really liked what I saw from Kira Rothwell who came on as uh goal attack for the pulse. Um she was really good at rebounding and she had a couple of really solid shooting moments. Um who I think she her combined with Siggy Berger was much better to watch um, in the grand scheme of things. I feel like Chara Semple for, in goal attack for the Pulse um, struggled a little bit. And I feel like having Rothwell come on as a sub, I kind of like the idea of having that as like a rolling sub and having Rothwell coming in as an impact player rather than a starting. But she came on and looked really, really comfortable. Um, and they scored very quick. Like the Pulse scored very, very quickly. Um <clears throat> against the uh, the sirens. Who were the shooters? You were saying to me. I remember you saying to me the sirens were. Um, yeah. So I think I think it's Emma Barry who's there. So she's about six foot four, um, and I think she's injured. So they had um, shorter shooters, mm. and um, yeah, it made it quite difficult to get the ball in. Yeah, there was a couple of defensive moments from like Lindsay Keeble from the pulse where she was like blocking. I think she was blocking Gallagher's shot like out of the sky. Like there was a few where she, like Gallagher would refeed the ball and yep. then like every single possession Keeble was up like blocking it. Yeah. And you could kind of see that the, uh, the undersized sirens attacking and did struggle a little bit. So they had to really push for that. And they really yeah. had to sink their shots. That was the I main know. thing for them. And it, and it was brutal. That height difference was quite yeah. large. Yeah. It's a big struggle. Yeah. Um, I feel like watching it's really tough because how do you like if you're the if you're the sirens how do you how do you play to that like if you've got really tall defenders and by all accounts most of the teams um in vital is they're tall like they're really tall well you just hope and barry comes back sooner <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's the only thing i mean <coughs> not to discount like goodwin and gallagher's um output but i feel like the pulse just were, were, all, were all over them and the, watching them was actually kind of a struggle because it was just like, as close as they may drive, they're still going to be losing that height um, to the pulses um, defensing it, defensive end. So yeah, yeah. Anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. Excellent. How are you feeling after this weekend? Um, good. I I really feel like um, if they sort out their salary cap, which I assume they're going to do when they expand next season. Um, I feel like we're going to see a lot more Australians over there. Maybe. They have a limit of um, two international players per team and they can't play in the same third. Cool. Oh, yes. Okay. Wow. So really, most likely you're going to have bookends. Yeah, right. Um, from what I could work out. But I was trying to work out what the actual salary cap is. Um, and yeah, it's a bit confusing because I think they previously changed it through the years. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see, um, you know, it's noticeable to see some uh, Australian National League players because um, I, I think Alexia Baker 
is I think she's with wasps. So she was with the Firebirds, I think. Um, as a, I think she was a training partner. Hold it, so I'll check. yeah, they're trying to um, sort of pull talent that way. And I mean, good she for is. them. Um, yeah, um, good for them to try and sort of pill for that talent. Um, and good on those girls because it exposes them. Like this is this is a pretty solid league. Like I, I definitely noticed. Um, I think it was Bath and Lightning. The ball speed just like picked up. Um, and you can definitely see that, you know, sort of the lower teams, it's a lot slower and, you know, there's sort of sl- not sloppy turnovers, but like sort of more basic errors and stuff like that. Yeah, like basic skill stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and obviously the top flight teams are top flight teams for a reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, you know, obviously with the expansion, whether that opens up a lot more, you know, some of these training partners are on like nothing. Mm like not a lot of money here so for them to potentially earn pounds in the uk and bring that money back is potentially better than being on a training partner list for ssn yeah Um, i mean it's like it's affording at least it's at least affording the opportunities to play for players if they're not going to get the selection for training or call up to starting and i think netball australia has to be a lot more open to um sort of that pathway in the fact that, um, you know, Fran Williams might come over here, but, you know, we potentially could be sending a, you know, potential diamond over to the UK to spend a few years over there applying their trade. And they're going to learn a lot because, you know, this league is full of, you know, amazing English players that they're going to learn to play against week in, week out. It seems like a smart idea to me. Yeah, absolutely. And considering the fact that the season has started so early compared to how the SSN starting this year, I feel like for me, there's more than enough opportunity for teams to be over there right now. Obviously, it's preseason, but teams or scouts to be over there right now and see what, who can we poach in the event of an injury or in the event of a retirement or in the event of someone leaving the club, for example. Yeah. Um, and I feel like from what I've seen over the course of the past weekend, um, even though it was a few days ago, uh, it's pretty impressive. Like I honestly, apart from probably <laughs> Dragons and Storm, um, I enjoyed most of the games um, yeah. for the most part. I think the umpiring, those umpiring changes... I think they'll probably review it at the end of the season because the only thing from a viewer's perspective, the stopping and the starting, yeah, it's a little makes it yeah. and 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 it also the kind of like cautions and that sort of stuff for what really is just kind of weak, basic, kind of weak cautions. To be honest, yeah. well, a few of them were a bit weak. Imo, yeah, I, I just it just breaks up the game and it yeah. seems it seems quite stupid from a viewer perspective. Um, and I, and it's something that like it's pretty obvious when you watch an SSN game that defensively the umpires are sort of swallowing the whistle a bit, yeah, to sort of create excitement, yeah, and yeah, and you can definitely see that when the diamonds play international games that they have to adjust to the to the whistle, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think they could let a lot more go. Yeah, I'd be happier with that. I think the flow of the game would probably be benefit. It would benefit much more if the umps were just kind of like a little bit more lax on some things and a little bit more on other things, to be completely honest. But anyway, um, I think that'll do us for this week, Luke. Do you want Beautiful. We've got some tips. Um, Who you got? I'm going to read them out. Yeah, read them out. So we've got seven stars playing the Manchester Thunder. Manchester Thunder, I think. Go with the Thunder yeah. as well. Uh, the Loughborough Lightning and the Strathclyde Sirens. Uh, Lightning. Lightning. Um, ooh. I'm going to go with the Sirens. Ooh, yeah. mix it up, yep. girl. I'm going to mix it up. I'm yep. going to go with Sirens. Um, we've got the Celtic Dragons v Team Bath. 
Team, Team Bath. Bath. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Storm v. The London Pulse. Uh, Pulse. Pulse. Hmm. Pulse. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Storm's going to struggle a little bit in the midcourt against the Pulse. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and we got the Wasps playing the Saracens Mavericks. That'll be a good one, actually. I really like Ooh. that. Uh, I'm going to say Mavericks. I'm going to go Wasps. Yeah, okay. Because wasps, wasps, wasps are sick and are very hard to say. You just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. That'll do us for this week. Um, we'll be back at the same sort of time next week. We're just trying to like adjust our schedule and all that sort of stuff so we can watch all the games. Um, thank you very much for bearing with us for our very first episode of the show. Um, as always, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle. You can get us on email, the goal circle at gmail.com. You can get us on Twitter at Bleakster, B-L-W-E-K-S-T-E-R. You can get Luke... At BLT underscore 86, that is bacon, lettuce, tomato underscore And 86. sorry for the political posts. Yeah, you have to apologize every single time. Um, and what else am I missing? On Instagram, the Gold Circle Pod. Come see us. We've been trying to post there as often as we can. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, we've got a couple of things on, in the pipeline. We can't really tell you what's going on right now. It's all sort of in the works, but it's coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, we don't really have a particular schedule for release for these particular episodes, but if you have any suggestions or any feedback or anything like that, please email us and DM us on our social medias. Um, we do read it, and we do really appreciate it. We're still learning. We're still finding our feet watching um, the Vitality Super League, but thank you very much to the United Kingdom for having us. Um, we're really glad to be here. Luke, how are you feeling? Good? Oh, good. Um, the only other thing is to watch the games if you oh, are yes. from Australia because we've had lots of people asking, how the hell do I watch this? Um, you need to get a VPN. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, VPN is the only way that you're able to do it. Yep. Um, Luke and I have our own VPNs, which is why we've been able to watch the games. So, yes, um, my husband set up mine. Uh, if you can I find a free one. I do not know how to set one up. Neither. To be honest, I don't even know how I, I just have the app. I I got in trouble because <laughs> I just signed up with ExpressVPN and it was like $99 for six months. And my husband went nuts and he's like, What are you doing? You're like, I need I to can do get it for you work. a VPN for like free. And I was like, Oh, I don't well, know. I've got that. this good VPN. I just press the button. It literally, it's like so basic. You just pick what region and you click one button and then it turns magically everything works. Yeah. Um, so if you want to do that, just make sure if you've got your VPN sorted, make sure you're connected to the United Kingdom. And then you go to the Sky Sports YouTube channel. Yes. Um, they post all of their games there. All the coverage is on there. Um, you'll know because the difference between the Australian and the Sky uh, Australian Sky Sports and the UK Sky Sports is that you will not see the games there. I might put, maybe I'll do like a little screenshot of how yes. it looks on YouTube so people can understand how it looks. But yeah, VPN is basically the only way that we're currently aware of. So you may need to invest in one. There are free ones out there, but we don't know which ones they are. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, our bad. Anyway... I think that does us for this week. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around with us. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.